Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Medical Mindset Coach Podcast and I am your host, Star Friedenberg. And today's topic that I'd like to talk to you about is something that you may have thought of but may have not put into action. And today's episode is talking about cooking oils. You know, you may have come across in your mind going, wow, there's so many different types of oils out there. What is actually the best one to use? And people just think or have automatically been programmed, do olive oil. Olive oil's the healthiest. It's a good source of fat. You know, don't use sunflower oil. That's really bad. Um, but people don't actually go further and think like, is that actually true? Is there a better type of oil to use? Are oils um, the need of a different type of oil for the different type of style of cooking? Um, and also, what are you trying to sort of get at and what is actually the best for you? You know, I'm always going to go back to step one is like, yes, maybe another oil might be better than the one you are currently using, but do you have an allergy to it or an intolerance to it that actually might prohibit you or sort of navigate you to not actually use it? So, yes, many different types of oils, but if you cook a certain oil over the actual temperature that it can get to, then the oil will become bad and, you know, rancid and actually toxic for the body. So then you might be thinking, oh, I'm doing this because it's good for me, but actually you're creating a very different and opposite effect. So again, it's just about getting educated on what is the right thing for you, your style, your body type, for your health, and just getting on top of that because you just think, I didn't know that and I wish I knew that sooner. I mean, I think a very, very key thing to point out is that, yes, the prices for different oils are different prices and some are more expensive. And I just want to sort of point it out, you know, maybe for a bottle of big olive oil it might be, I don't know, for example, seven pounds to 10 pounds, but a bottle of sunflower oil could be one or two pounds, you know, but just quantify that about how many uses you have when you use it, you know, it lasts a really, really long time. So just to add a few extra quid onto your budget every month, or, you know, even two months, for example, depending how often you actually use the oil itself, you know, it's not actually that much per day when you're accounting for the price of your health. So oils play an important role, both in our day-to-day -day cooking, as well as part of a healthy, balanced diet. But when it comes to heating... Not all oils are created equal. And today what I'm going to explore with you is just different kind of options and also explain to you why some oils can't take the heat in the kitchen. Not like Gordon Ramsay anyway. <laughs> so what are cooking oils? A staple in all our kitchens, oil is a central to many one of our favorite recipes. So it might even be from a dressing of a salad to sauteing, roasting, or frying food. Each oil derives its name from the nut, the seed, the fruit, the plant, or the grain from which it's extracted. And typically it's referred to according to its most prevalent fat, fat group. So this might be saturated, polyunsaturated, or monounsaturated. So Fats and oils play an important role in cooking because they conduct heat efficiently, they stop food from sticking to the pan, and most importantly in my books is that they enhance the taste and the mouthfeel. 
So the types of fats that you get in cooking oil. So I'm just going to elaborate on that. So oils have healthy or unhealthy fats. So it's really, really good to know these, the differences between these two, because um, you want to ideally get the most healthiest fats rather than unhealthy fats, because that can contribute towards heart disease, diabetes, ill health, cholesterol problems, fatty livers. So all of these things that you don't want to have near the end of your life that you have to reverse or rather get into good program now. And it's also good to know that some oils might have a mix of the blends of healthy and unhealthy fats. So it's good to get familiar with them and find the best option for you or you and your family. All right. So what is a saturated fat? Saturated fats are not typically healthy. They are mostly found in dairy products, fatty meats, or coconut and palm oils. Then you get trans fats. So trans fats are commonly found in processed foods. So these are the bad ones, really bad ones. So stay away from trans fats or eat them very sparingly. Um, and the most important, as I've always said in a couple of my other podcasts, is just to check the grocery labels to find out how much trans fats are, act are actually in the packaged food. Then you'll get something called monounsaturated fats. So just again, I, I think the best way to remember it is when you think saturated versus unsaturated. How do you know which one's the good one or the bad one? I always think un, un means not done anything to. So it's healthier version, the cleaner version. So it's unaffected. So therefore unsaturated should be good, right? So monounsaturated fats. So you can find these in healthy fats, such as like raw nuts, maybe olives, avocados, um, and also can be found in extra virgin olive oil, peanut oil, and avocado oil. And then you get polyunsaturated fats. So these fats, which um, include the lovely omegas that we need in our diet, so omega-6 and omega-3, are healthy fatty acids. So you can get them from oily fish like salmon, maybe mackerel, and you can also get them from different seeds like chia seeds, flax seeds, and walnuts. Um, and these are very, very good for your um, heart health as well as your um, good for your brain as well. So the quick little science bit behind this. So oils and fats are made up of chains of smaller fatty acids. So when these chains are held together by single bonds, they're known as saturated fats. When they are double bonds um, are in place, they're also referred to as unsaturated. So there are three types of fatty acid chains. So you can get short, medium, and long. So the short and medium chains are absorbed directly into the bloodstream and are used for energy, whereas the long chain fatty acids are transported to the liver, which are then metabolized. So what's the issue with heating oils? So, so just realistically, some oils are better suited to high temperature cooking than others. And that's because oils change structurally when they're heated. So when a recipe, for example, requires us to fry food, we expose the oil to increased temperatures as well as moisture from the food and oxygen in the air. And all of these three factors trigger chemical reactions which cause changes that are likely to impact the oil, including how it tastes. So I really don't know, maybe if some of you have experienced in your life when you maybe, for example, have some deep fried chips, you just think like, oh, that really doesn't taste right or something tastes off, but I can't really put my finger on it. So it could be one of these factors. Um, and how much an oil changes will depend on the temperature that is used. So how long you cook it with, the oil that you've chosen, 
and the presence or not of any protective antioxidants. These might be nutrients like vitamin E or natural compounds called polyphenols, which are found in unrefined oils such as or like virgin olive oil, basically. So another point of terminology that I'd like you to learn from today's episode is to understand smoke point. So you'll go, so what is the smoke point of an oil? So an oil's smoke point is the temperature at which it starts to burn. And the name suggests you'll see smoke rising from the pan, of course, and filling your kitchen. Uh, And when this starts to happen, the oil has started to break down. And it's most likely to form harmful compounds such as aldehydes. And if you consume oil that's been handled like this on a regular basis, it may contribute towards the risks of diseases such as cancer and heart disease. So knowing the smoke point of an oil may actually help you select the oil that is most suited to the task that you have in mind. So, you know, whether you're baking, frying, grilling, boiling, steaming, etc., And you might actually find that you have multiple oils in your house to obviously um, be respective with the different tasks at hand. So not necessarily, you know, it's not necessary just to have one oil. You know, you might find that you might have three or four depending, you know, for a salad dressing, you can have fresher, nicer oils, whereas some are different for cooking, some different for stir fry, etc. So it's worth bearing in mind that factors that affect the smoke point, you know, maybe fresh oil has a higher smoke point. And as soon as you combine oil with the food you're cooking, you reduce its smoke point because it will have started to react with the moisture from the food. So as a general rule of thumb, the more tightly packed the fatty acids in an oil are, the more stable the oil is for cooking. So this means saturated fats and monounsaturated fats are more likely to be able to cope with higher temperatures and as a result less likely to change which would then you know make it more harmful so ideally not the case right so just note that again some some smoke points may um, vary depending on how fresh the oil is how refined it is and its fatty acid composition so other factors that will in influence the smoke point include the volume of the oil that's used, the surface area of your pan, whether oil is in contact with the food because of the added moisture, or the degree of exposure to air and light and the speed of temperature increase that's used because, you know, that can link to the different types of um, stoves or hobs, you know, whether it's gas, electronic, um, or just electric, or, you know, sort of a combination or convection. So it just depends on the factors of these. So the next thing is selecting an oil. So one of the first things to consider is how the oil has been processed because this will influence how it performs, how it performs during cooking and ultimately how healthy it is. So labels that, you know, state something like virgin or extra virgin, that suggests that the oil has been minimally processed without the use of chemicals. Even the word cold-pressed tells us that the oil has been extracted using no heat and as a result, nutrients and enzymes will remain in the finished product. So oils carrying these descriptions are often referred to as unrefined oils. Whereas refined oils, on the other hand, are processed using chemicals. They may have a higher tolerance for heat because the refining process removes nutrients, enzymes and other compounds which are more likely to burn. 
So however they may, came, uh, they may contain chemical residues and won't retain their natural nutrients or enzymes, although they will benefit from a longer shelf life. So, so in my case, I ensure that I have different types of oils. I like to personally use extra virgin, cold pressed, and especially these would be used on salads and salad dressings and independent Typically, I would revert to olive oil, but it again depends on what I am cooking and the temperature that's needed because I might revert to different types of oils. Now, the thing about oils is there are really so, so many to choose from. So now you think like, okay, I need to make sure I'm getting the right oils, but which is the right one? And, you know, how many different types of oils are out there? Because, you know, when I started coming to this journey, I then started to learn like, gosh, there's so many types. And again, with this kind of awareness from this episode, you might go into the shops and then start looking at the oil aisle and see, wow, there's actually so many. I didn't even think you could even get that kind of oil. Or in fact, I can even cook with that kind of oil. You know, and the most common ones or the most popular ones out there is, you know, olive oil, rapeseed oil, sunflower oil, coconut oil, groundnut oil, avocado oil, there's peanut oil, canola oil, um, almond oil, vegetable oil. There's lots of different types. I think I've probably covered the main ones in my head that I'm just trying to think if there's anyone. There's palm oil as well, corn oil, um, grapeseed oil, sesame oil, especially in Japanese cooking, hemp seed oil, flaxseed oil. Different toasted nut oils you can get sometimes, like I know um, pistachio or walnut or pumpkin seed. Um, those have been really, really nice on salads. But there's actually so many out there to choose from. And then you just think like, oh gosh, um, now what? What is the right oil for the type of cooking I choose to do? Common one is olive oil. So a key component of a Mediterranean diet is olive oil. Um, and it's made from the juice of the olive tree fruit and is known for its many, many health benefits from protecting against heart disease to reducing risk of type 2 diabetes. So olive oil is a monounsaturated fat, which means it's only it only has one double bond and this makes it more resistant to changes incurred when cooking. So in fact, oleic acid, the predominant uh, monounsaturated fat that's found in this oil is thought to be 50 times less likely to oxidize meaning to combine with oxygen than linoleic acid which is a predominant polyunsaturated fat so which is found in vegetable oils like sunflower and corn flour uh, sorry corn oil um so if you opt for virgin olive oil you'll also benefit from a protective antioxidant property um, properties of numerous polyphenols and nutrients like vitamin E. So to get quite specific, the smoke point for refined olive oils can be anything between 200 to 240 degrees or 465 um, Fahrenheit or unrefined is 160 to 190 or 375 Fahrenheit. So in terms of the verdict, uh, for temperatures up to 180 to 190 uh, degrees celsius virgin olive oil is actually one of the best choices or the greatest choices um and you know even going so far as if you even go extra virgin olive oil which is made from pure cold pressed olives um it's reported to have the lowest oxidation rate for any cooking oil so this makes um extra virgin olive oil an ideal choice when cooking at home 
as long as you don't overheat it. Because, you know, it's so common. Sometimes you put the pan on, you put oil on, then you quickly get distracted by some other chore or thing or a conversation. And then all of a sudden some, something's burning and then you just go, oh, take it off the pan. You add a little bit more oil, you neutralize it or you put the food in and then you don't think actually I've, I've destroyed that oil and now it could be toxic for me. Um, so, you know, if that does happen, then just start again. Um, but if you do um, a lot of frying, which of course is not necessarily advised, and you are on a tight budget, you might want to opt for a refined olive oil and replenish it regularly when using it for prolonged cooking methods. So, yeah, you know, maybe baking in the oven as well, roasting. The next uh, common or popular one is rapeseed oil. So this general purpose oil has half the amount of saturated fat content of olive oil. Um, it is high in monounsaturated fats, so including oleic acid and contains polyunsaturated fats, which have a favorable omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acid ratio of 2 to 1. I know it's quite technical, but it is what it is. Um, and rapeseed oil also has the highest polyphenol content of the seed oil. So although it is worth saying that the quality of the oil is affected by a number of factors, including how it's been harvested, its storage, and the extraction process as well. So in some company, companies, in some countries, uh, the term rapeseed oil is used to refer to the type of oil employed for industrial use. So with canola oil being the edible cooking oil. However, in the UK, rapeseed oil is used interchangeably for both the term canola oil because um, it's rarely used, actually. But where I'm from, like in South Africa, it's the most commonly used, but the equivalent here is rapeseed oil. Um, so the smoke point for rapeseed oil could be 204 to 230 degrees or 450 Fahrenheit. Unrefined, it's 230 degrees or 450 Fahrenheit. So this is actually like quite a useful choice when a neutral flavored oil um, with a good smoke point is needed. So when you select a rapeseed oil, it's obviously always best to choose something that's a cold press version because it has a superior fatty acid profile and a higher level of protective polyphenols, carotenoids, and vitamin E. The next most common one is sunflower oil. So sunflower oil is low in saturated fat and depending on the type you choose may be high in the polyunsaturated fats, linoleic acid or high in the monounsaturated fats, which is oleic acid. So a high oleic acid sunflower oil is considered more stable for cooking. And one of the main downsides with the seed oil is that it generates more damaging aldehydes than olive, rapeseed or coconut oils, regardless of cooking method um, that has been employed. So for this re reason, it's actually recommended when you use sunflower oil to cook at low heat cooking methods only, right? So if you get a re refined version, it can maintain or handle it's up to smoke point for 225 degrees to 230 degrees or 440 Fahrenheit, or at an unrefined level, it's 107 degrees or 225 Fahrenheit. So choose a high oleic acid sunflower oil and use for low cooking methods. You know, this could be such as baking muffins, um, if you have time to do that. <laughs> um, okay, so the next most common one is coconut oil. So although coconut is referred to as an oil, 
It's actually a fat that melts from a solid to a liquid at just above room temperature. So it has a distinctive flavor and texture which creates a unique mouthful. And it may not suit all dishes because it's quite an overpowering flavor. And some people might have coconut issues, you know, to, you know, allergy or reactions or intolerances to it as well. So just be mindful of that. Um, and it's composed predominantly of saturated fat, which is a good one, which is usually approximately about 92%. So coconut oil has received a lot of attention because of its high levels of um, MCT or medium chain triglycerides or medium chain fatty acids. So it's been seen as a really, really good component because that can help sustain um, your appetite, um, gives you sustained energy as well. So there's no sugar spikes. Um, and coconut oil, because of its high saturated and low unsaturated fat content, it is more resistant to oxidation when the unsaturated oils like sunflower oil and olive oil um, are. So however, despite this, it has a relatively low smoke point, which is why its use in deep fat or prolonged frying may lead to the production of harmful substances, including polycyclic or aromatic hydrocarbons complicates the word basically not good right so at its refined level with smoke point it can be managed at 232 degrees or 450 fahrenheit or at unrefined level can be 171 175 or 350 fahrenheit so uh choose a virgin coconut oil because the extraction methods used ensure higher levels of antioxidants, including vitamin E and protective phytonutrients. So this oil is best used sparingly in the diet because of its high saturated fat content, lack of essential fatty acids, including linoleic and linolinaic fatty acids, and its rel relatively low smoke um, point. So maybe again suggested does this just be kept for different things such as sauteing um, and baking. So not really good for frying. So ground nut oils are the next most common one, which is also known as peanut oil. Um, and it tends to have quite a mild flavor. So it's high in monounsaturated fats. It's about 50%. Um, and in its unrefined form, it's a good source of vitamin E. So being made up of up to 30% of polyunsaturated fat means that ground oil is prone to oxidation, although it does boast a relatively high smoke content. So the smoking point for groundnut oil would be at refined level 225 to 230 degrees or 450 Fahrenheit. At unrefined level is only 160 degrees or 320 Fahrenheit. So groundnut's mild nutty flavor and high smoke point makes it well suited for stir frying. However, its polyunsaturated fat content suggests cooking time should be kept short. So again, stir fry just quick two to five minutes, kind of just in the pan and that's it. But otherwise, you know, it might be good to have a different oil. Um, another common one um, is avocado oil. So this is pressed from the fruit of the avocado tree. So this oil is often, um, I would say, likened to olive oil, actually. So it's very rich in the monounsaturated fats, uh, which increases the oil's stability at high temperatures. So there are numerous studies that support its many health benefits, including those for cardiovascular system. And one aspect in which avocado beats olive oil 
is in its smoke point, which is higher for both unrefined and refined versions. So the smoke point at its refined stage is 270 degrees Celsius or 520 Fahrenheit. Or unrefined, it's 190 to 205 degrees or 400 Fahrenheit. So although avocado oil has multiple uses, including maybe frying, sautéing, browning, roasting, it is quite comparably, um, comparatively a an expensive oil. So that might actually limit you in your day-to-day use in terms of cooking. So being a subtle flavoured oil, it also allows other ingredients in your recipe to shine through. Because again, like if I just think of the coconut oil, it's very overpowering in its flavour, whereas avocado oil isn't so that's that's quite good oh the main common ones but i'm just going to mention a couple more um probably for information purposes but you'll get corn oil and corn oil is often used in frying because its smoke point is actually 450 degrees which is really really high and it has a neutral flavor and is used frequently in commercial kitchen in commercial kitchens because of its low price point so um most common one it might be used in you know cooking french french fries um you know deep fries um vegetable oil this is typically a blend of many different refined oils and is commonly uh, includes soybean oil. So, I mean, again, soy is quite a popular um, uh, ingredient that people have an allergic reaction. So it's good to maybe avoid or just, again, be mindful of your labels to see if it includes um, something that you may be reactive to. Um on, on the plus side, though, it is a neutral tasting oil as well as a neutral smelling oil. Um, and it has a smoke point of about 400, 400 degrees. Um, and although it can vary depending on the blend or the different makeup of, or composition of the oils that are put together in the different um, jars or containers or bottles. so uh, And again, because it doesn't add much flavor, it's good for high heated or high heat sautéing, um, and is generally again used as a fry oil of choice. And the positive on that side again is that it's inexpe- inexpensive. So again, people might use this for, you know, deep fried crispy skin fish, or you know the batter, um, or maybe golden scallops. They say is a suggestion. So um, you know, vegetable oil will be your guy. The next one I want to talk about is grapeseed oil. So it's quite light green in color and it's prized by restaurant chefs for its high smoke point because it's at 420 degrees. But it's also clean, plays well and interacts well with other tastes. And it's often used in vinaigrettes because it's a less expensive than, you know, extra virgin olive oil. And it allows other ingredients uh, like specialty oils or even herbs to shine through as well because it's not overpowering. Then I wanted to talk about sesame oil. So sesame oil is also really, really good. It's delicious. I love using it. Um, but you've got to bear in mind that sort of in terms of cost perspective um, and how you want to use it, maybe fresher on salads, etc. But a lot of people in terms of... Um, Japanese culture use this as a standard base for cooking. So sesame oil is a refined, um, so the refined sesame oil has a high smoke point of 410 degrees and is has a really uh, relatively neutral, neutral flavor. Um, it's a great general purpose oil 
and it's used for sautés, roasts and more. But if it's a big, flavorful finish you're looking for, use its nuttier sibling, which is toasted sesame oil. So store it, you know, with veggie or canola oil in the cupboard. And as far as brand goes, you know, there's many different ones you can get. But quite like in the UK, there's quite like only one type of brand that you can get, which is called Kadoya. Um, and you'll see, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I churned through toasted sesame seed oil at home and, you know, there's for me no other substitute for its nutty rich flavor. And as a condiment, um, you know, you can cook it with really anything, you know, and I love putting it on, you know, stir fries, um, you know, in sauces or even on salads. So it's, it's, it has a really nice fragrant flavor. So if I promote <laughs> anything, promote sesame seed oil. Um, hemp seed oil is just another one to bear mindful, uh, be mindful of. So it's very rich um, and has a nutty flavor and it's dark green in color. Um, it's too sensitive to be heated. So a lot of people think like, oh, I'll use hemp seed. Um, so ideally, this should just be used as more of a dressing um, than anything else. So, you know, you can put it on top of a salad or maybe in a soup or, you know, add it into like a bowl that you have grains, maybe it's rice, maybe it's quinoa, something like else. Or even as a salad dressing is mentioned, like in a vinaigrette. Um, but yeah, it's quite a powerful taste. Um, so you might want to keep in mind that it's not a multi-purpose or multi-use and this one has to be kept in the fridge as well after use and opening. The same for flaxseed oil, um, which is a oil that is loaded with healthy omega-3 fatty acids and generally has a nutty, earthy flavor. But um, using it too much can impart a fishy funkiness. So it, it does have quite a strange aftertaste, if you will, um, and something to be used sparingly um, if you want to use it maybe for dressings or something like this. But again, again, it's not recommended as something that can be heated just generally has to be kept in the fridge after opening, um, not exposed to different uh, room temperatures. Um, but in terms of flaxseed oil, this is something I recommend to clients, you know, just rather take a tablespoon of this in the morning um, that contributes to your um, omega intake rather than uh, putting it on food or anything like that because it's not a preferred flavor for everyone else. Um, and then again, linking back to the different types of oils that I mentioned earlier, like again, the nut oils, where it might be walnut, pistachio, pumpkin seed. Um, typically, all of these oils have a really low smoke point. So again, I don't recommend any of these to be um, used in cooking, baking, um, or any form of sauteing or grilling, etc. This would just again make a really, really good additive to soups and salads um or salad dressing um but other than that not necessarily good and again be mindful of allergies and intolerances that may be exhibited so what is the overall verdict so the oil you choose will depend on many factors such as your frying time the temperature you'll be cooking at whether you want a neutral flavor oil or a flavorful oil um you know Oils will be rich in polyunsaturated fats like sunflower and corn oil, um, which generate higher levels of oxid oxidation, um, you know, that 
than other oils that are rich in saturated fat like coconut oils or monounsaturated fats like olive oil. So, you know, of all of these options listed above, I think personally olive oil outperforms and performs really well and is considered superior to most vegetable oils. Um, and although you should aim to keep heating time to a minimum, you know, using olive oil also improves the quality of fat in your diet because it has a healthier profile um, because it's rich in monounsaturated fats and it's low in saturated fats as well. So for those following like a vegan or plant-based focused diet, you know, cold pressed is also really, really good um, because avocados are not considered vegan for different reasons. Um, so, you know, if you want to be vegan and quite strict vegan, cold pressed rapeseed oil can actually make a very good choice because of its high levels of essential fats and also plays an important part in adding omega-3 into your diet. So overall, my verdict is if you can try and get extra virgin cold pressed olive oil um, for all your day-to-day cooking. Um, but if you are budget-minded, then, you know, get a couple of other things like uh, canola oil, a sort of rapeseed oil. Um, and then if you want to indulge, then of course, yes, then try different types of oils on your salads. Because again, the, the more it is in its raw state, rather than being cooked or baked, you're going to get the better versions of the good essential fats from it. And then the good nutrients and enzymes and properties that that respective oil can offer you, uh, which fundamentally plays towards good heart health um, and reduction in diabetes or any problems that might arise in the liver. And yes, so just to then on the last note, just end that whenever you do use an oil or buy an oil, uh, just be mindful of how it's kept, you know, to make sure it's stored in a cool, dry place out of direct sunlight, um, preferably in a dark glass rather than a plastic bottle because you can get um, plastic exposure if anything you do that is you have use of that is plastic try at least let it be bpa free um and just another tip and trick is just ideally to buy oils in small quantities and rather regularly replenish um never reuse oil because some people do do that um, just to keep it as um, fresh and healthy as possible. And of course, one last tip is don't keep your oils next to the stove or the hob or any place where the heating temperature varies because it gets really exposed to the heat and then cools down. And then you're really changing the composition of these fats and then over time will um, deteriorate or create harm to the 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 heart of it so that the essence of the nutrients and the enzymes of it and then ideally the whole point of consuming this product is for health benefits but then you've just deteriorated the composition so just be mindful of that so anyway that's a wonderful long note about oils so if you can buy cold pressed buy <laughs> refined but an unrefined cold press um, and then of course get something that you find that's really yummy and delicious and that's right for your body type 
and perhaps even be daring and go out and get little bottles of varied forms of oil so you can just experiment and see because you might find you respond really, really well to one and maybe not to another. But, you know, a lot of people are not very... um open and explorative for different things such as oils you just program go to the shop you get your canola oil and that's that so maybe this can be a step towards broadening broadening your health horizon so to speak right so on that note i hope you have a great day wherever you are in the world and catch you next week for the next episode wishing you well and i'll chat to you soon bye